Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Exploring Awesome. I'm your host, hypnotist Jim Kellner. Each week, I explore tips, tricks, and strategies to help you and me to live a more awesome life. Today on the show, I have uh, design guru and humor guy, Brian Trendler. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jim. Appreciate the opportunity. I was going to say humor master, but yeah, I didn't have enough room. It wouldn't let me. So I had to say. <laughs> See, folks, yeah, that's how you'd be funny, right there. Hashtags. See? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Brian is a, uh, he balances time between owning a graphic design company, uh, We Fix Ugly Design, um, uh, with networking, and also this organization that he's co-founded with, uh, with last week's guest, Marcel Allen, called Laugh Tech. And we're going to get into all that in just a moment. Brian, can you just give us a, a kind of a brief background of, of, of you, your, your, your short bio? Where, you know, what, what brought you, how did you get to this point in your life? Well, a lot of um, opportunities as far as how I've been working my career as an evil master puppeteer. Um, I've, I've had technical jobs. I've had sales jobs. I've had all these opportunities over the past couple of years as far as a quote-unquote career for all of you podcasters not doing video. I'm doing air, you know, uh, air quotes here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really realized very quickly that – humor is paramount in anything that I did. So whether it was the graphic design company or whether it was all of those jobs that were kind of stepping stools, I realized that uh, people needed to be landed as people first and opportunity second. So, Mm. uh, you know, that sort of was a natural transition for me. Uh, You know, a lifetime ago, I did did stand-up comedy. I sucked at it. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I was an okay person on stage, but I I was kind of more comfortable being a facilitator, Uh, you know, being somebody who can get people together to then have a good time in whatever capacity. So whether it was jobs that got me in marketing positions, you know, supporting sales staffs, things along those lines, um, uh, you know, or even technical fields where I was the only one in the IT department with a personality, much less a pulse. It was just one of those things where I, I realized very quickly I needed to be in front of people in some capacity or at least alongside good people that were using humor as a uh, skill set, if that makes sense. And that's kind of where the Laugh Tech whole thing came about, too. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right into that. You know, folks, I've been a, a speaker at these Laugh Tech events, and I've also been uh, – uh, been at one of the uh, in you know in person uh, been at one of the workshops the mini left, mini laugh text and uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you I uh, I learned a lot both times and you know as a professional funny person I consider myself a professional funny person um, I actually I learned a lot uh, from the mini so I think it's really valuable even if you think you're already funny that uh, to go out there and and uh, and take this so yeah how did this this laugh tech uh, can you tell us more about that what it is and and how it came about. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you um, again for the opportunity, of course. Um, LaughTech, for those of you who haven't read my awe-inspiring bio, it simply stands for Learn About Funny. And, you know, learning, hence education. Education scares people normally. They run screaming back into the forest to get into the little hobbit holes or whatever the case is. But we strive really, really hard to create a safe 
fun environment to mess up, to have fun, and to get immediate feedback on the fact that everybody starts out funny at some point. There's no such thing as a boring baby, I always say. Mm. You know, you come out or you're, or you're brought into this world and you're funny, you're innocent, you've got the big Bambi eyes, and at some point society just bashes people <laughs> over the skull. And we all stop being funny in some capacity, whether it's due to political correctness or due to our environment. And I'm on a mission. That's a shame. And when I met Marcel Allen, which, which, by the way, side note, Jim, brilliant of you to bring her on to the show first because she's so much cooler than I am. Um, <laughs> it was one of those perfect immediate business relationships because she comes from a need side of humor where, you know, she has her, uh, you know, Facebook group humor heals and she truly believes with all of her heart that she can change lives, getting people to be able to laugh at themselves with themselves in order to then, you know, properly laugh at others. No, no, but um, uh-huh. it's just, and then for, for me, it's, it's from the business side. I've always used it as a skill set as part of my career. Once we put our heads together, we realize very, very quickly that we have something here. So the larger quarterly Laugh Tech events, um, as you know, Mr. X keynote speaker at Laugh Tech 2.0, it's an opportunity to get people to understand the basics of what we teach, which is the six methods of humor. Um, I'll probably get in trouble if I can't um, say what those are right now, but it's um, story, (laughs) it's sound, it's scene, it's, um, you see, now I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so you have me nervous. I'm on the air now, and suddenly I can't think of what it is. Uh, there's sensation, and then there's um, two others, uh, silly, and I'm missing the one that I'm really bad at. And that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll post it for you later. But point is, is that each of the six uh, scenes and or styles of humor that we teach We've been doing those on the quarterly events. So, you know, three hours, people get opportunities to listen to keynote speakers. And what we do that's different than anybody else is you, for example, you got up and you gave, uh, you know, your comedy. And then you stopped and you took a step back, literally, actually, you almost hit the whiteboard behind you. And you educated people on how you do it. Are you a joke dropper? Are you a writer? Are you an improvisational speaker? You know, where are your skill sets? Where do you derive humor from? And people just ate that up. Um, And they've done Mm -hmm. that with every single one of our keynotes because they get to see kind of you guys on a pedestal doing what you guys Mm -hmm. and gals do best. And then to have that rare opportunity to say, "Um, sir or ma'am, how did you do that? So they're getting education mm-hmm. and realizing that they can actually do that too from a practice and application style. Um, real, real quick, the other key thing is we're not training people to be comics in any way, shape, or form. We would never be stupid enough or bold enough to make that claim. People come to these with every level of experience or confidence level, and we are training them to become confident in using humor techniques to become better speakers, better communicators, better presenters. And by part of doing that, they become better entrepreneurs, better business owners, uh, even just better employees or better at relationships, you know, for example, handling things, diffusing things with humor. So um, that's, that's the big quarterlies. The minis yeah. are simply 
smaller versions of the larger workshops. Uh, we call it the pocket-sized version. It's an hour and a half every Tuesday night. And for the 101 series that, that just wrapped up its first 18-week course, that you were um, that you blessed us with the opportunity to have you there as you know kind of a workshop attendee, but at the same time people were like that's Jim Kilmer, and then you hypnotized them and they forget all about it. Um, right, exactly. But it was it was those <laughs> those have been great because on a 101 basic accommodating level, they're learning what those six methods of humor are, and we're spending three weeks per each of the six methods, so they really get a chance to try something try it again, and then try it at the end for each of those three weeks and really excel and show growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, absolutely. There, there's, my, there, there's my dramatic pause for you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, and and um, I noticed, too, that, uh, in fact, you know, living here in the – and I, I did want to say something, too. You know, for those those uh, those out there that uh, are, are interested in this and want to uh, – um, well, a couple of things. If you want to get more information about uh, about this Laugh Tech, please check out uh, um, www. Well, duh, uh, LaughTechNW.com. And I got to tell you, I went over to because uh, I was like, why did they do NW? And I looked at Laugh Tech, and they're not even funny. What's going on with that? I just, you know, it's, <laughs> they should they should give up that website because. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. make sure you do the NW at the end because uh, that's a totally different thing, um, but uh, won't give them too much attention anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you know, one thing that I'm that I'm always uh, you know want to let people know too is like if they are if there are people listening today that didn't listen last time because we did plug this last time, but uh, if they're in the in the Northwest, of course, uh, great. They can go to a Laugh Tech event. They can you know do the the comedy nights. We're going to talk about that in a second. All that. But if they're say they're in uh, say they're in Alabama. Uh, can they? Can you help them in any way? Yeah, that's actually a wonderful question. And um, really quickly, I'll backtrack to the Northwest NW portion of our website. We, of course, have big dreams, bigger than our current scene or scenario can support. Yeah. But can you imagine a world, Jim, where in every single region across the country, we have locations where people can go to become humor-based presenters. So soon we could have a Southwest domain. We could have yeah. uh, East Coast, EC, whatever, you know, type of, of, of domain. So there was sort of a, a, a evil, again, puppet master mentality to that, but it could also simply be that, you know, some jerkwad also took originally L-A-F-T-E-C-H, <laughs> and we were like, we missed it. So, you know, I, I have an open bid on that one. Um, but to circle back to your question, we do do training over Skype, over Zoom. We mm-hmm. have been able to connect with folks in that, in, you know, using those methods. It's not always something that you could just do over the phone because someone could literally be sitting in their underwear on their couch eating Cheetos and they're telling us, <laughs> yeah, I'm standing in front of the mirror right now and I'm doing a demonstration of this. You know? <laughs> so, so there's definitely the value um, as long as they're closed uh, to doing video-based feedback. We, we can do that from sort of a one-to-one or maybe one-to-a-couple uh, as far as that, that scenario. Um, but there is something to be said for uh, frankly, our corporate packages, where as long as they'll fly us, we'll go anywhere in the country that's necessary. Um, so we literally could pack up 
last tech into a big box with fragile, you know, and the arrows and the air holes and, uh, you know, ship us over to any mm-hmm. continent, frankly, <laughs> that wants to uh, engage in this, in this curriculum. That's, that's been very successful. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, you know, I'd like to say too, you know, if, if, if you're out there, if you don't recognize the power of humor in, in, I mean, just any area at all, you know, in, in, uh, God, in, in, I'd say I told the story last time. Let me tell it again because if you didn't listen to the the one with Marcel Allen, um, you know, like as far as even teaching goes, you know, I had a, a teacher, Dr. Alexis Brereton, when I was in massage school, taught um, anatomy and physiology, which was not my strong suit, and he was funny, he was engaging, um, and I got I, I got an A in the class, and I was totally unexpected. Uh, the very next quarter, I had a teacher who just stood at the front and just sort of went blah, 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 like the Charlie Brown teacher, and I nearly failed the class. So it makes a huge difference. Um, it makes a huge difference in so many areas. And if you could use some humor in sales, for instance, um, I, I, anything, or you know what? <laughs> uh, romance, too. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. who doesn't want to be somebody that can make them laugh, right? So, so let's, um, Brian, let's, let's run into this um, this this new thing because I love the the evolution that you know I, I think Marcel posted something I guess uh, I've known you guys for like eighty seven days or something at that time since last week or something um, or no three hundred eighty seven I don't know whatever it was it was a long time mm-hmm. uh, and um, over that time I've seen these things expand and now you guys have just launched Laugh Tech Comedy Nights what's what's going on there what's uh, what's this all about oh you know thank you for that little segue um, I'm I'm a sucker for a good night out. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got two kids and a wife and a busy schedule and three companies. And the term, you know, night out is a very foreign thing to me. So yeah. um, <laughs> I, I decided with Marcel's help to go find a venue and see if they'd be willing to allow us to have literally a celebration. Uh, we, we were thinking once a quarter, but literally the night of the event, uh, we get signed up for six months because um, Decibel Brewery out of the Bothell, Washington area, um, we're so happy with, you know, what we were bringing to the table. So what it is really is, you know, of course, we're, we're trying to be funny, so we're, we joke across the board. We do not want people to be educated. We do not want people to go in with their notepads and everything else. Of course, they can, but they'll be asked to go stand in, stand in the corner. Um, we are literally just having fun, but mm-hmm. it's a bait and switch because I tell you, People who have been to any of the quarterly events, people who have been to any of the workshop minis, it was an incredible experience last week, which, like you mentioned, is our first one that we had. It was our inaugural Wednesday night. And who gets to go out on a school night, right? 7 to 9 p.m., laugh your tail off, you know, two to three actual stand-up comedians who are out there like yourself. You know, Jim, we hope to have you at the venue very, very soon as well. And, I mean, just fill the place with people who want to try locally brewed beers. Um, I got a food truck to come through here, so Jessica's Unique Bites, they're going to be at the events as well. And just have fun. Now, of course, Evil Puppet Master Twist. Marcel and or myself, we get to MC these events, and we're going to throw tidbits out into the crowd. I, I don't mean li- literally pelting people with you know, erasers or something, but <laughs> there's still education to be had. And, of course, the more inebriated you get, the more willing you are to learn or at least fake it because 
as I mentioned, the, the one from last week, there were a bunch of people that had been part of these mini workshops. They came up to me afterwards, and they were literally jaws dropped saying, Brian, do you realize that Bo Johnson, he uses scene and he uses sound, and when he was using the technique of walking around the stage and using facial gestures, I really felt the sensation because I was into his story. And right mm-hmm. there, it's like that's kind of like having a teacher have a graduating student come up to them and, and say, yeah. what you did really means something to me because <laughs> they were, you know, they're getting it. And at these comedy nights, they're blindly just having fun but at the same time, they're realizing, I'm not going to be a comedian, but I could do some of those things that he's doing or she's doing at my next board meeting, my next conversation with a significant other, whatever the scene is, right? So yeah. there you go. And there's so much fun. Um, I mean, you kind of can't win or can't, <laughs> you kind of can't lose. Right, I know you got some top-notch people out there too. I know Kermit Apia was out there last time. I mean, just a fantastic comedian, uh, traveled mm-hmm. all over the world, and and people get an opportunity to see you know world-class comedians right there in Bapa, Washington. Pretty amazing. Pretty yeah, amazing. yeah. Well, it's either that or one of the casinos, and we're closer. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you don't smell like smoke. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's it's, it's going to evolve in its in its own way, realistically. And honestly, you know, this is something that that we could do for six months and then move back into even more workshops because we're having the two hundred one series launch next week, which which is just an elevated version of what people had seen in the in the one hundred one from the mini perspective. But um, yeah, we're we're able to bring in some really amazing talent again, like yourself, hopefully soon. And just just see where it goes and have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah, really fun stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, so, Brian, uh, let's. Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to just uh, throw this out there. If anybody's listening, well, <laughs> I mean, if any, if any of the thousands, millions, possibly of people that are listening, uh, would like to call in, <laughs> I will say that uh, if you're listening on uh, the 28th of March, 2017, at about 2:45 a.m., because this will be available after that. But if you're listening live. Um, you can uh, you can call in, talk to myself or Brian. The number to call mm-hmm. in would be 619-924-0744. Again, that's 619-924-0744. Uh, give us a call. Um, give us your experiences or uh, ask questions. I want to take just a second, too, make sure we get this information in there. You know, um, so not only does Brian uh, do the lab tech, he's also a, a design guy, social media branding and, and all this stuff. And uh, he had some humor to that too. So if that's something that's uh, that you might uh, be in need of, you know, reach out to him. Let me just give you contact information real quick, Brian. We um, got a, his number is four two five four two zero six five one three. All this, of course, is going to be in the show notes as well. Four two five four two zero six five one three. I love the name of his company, and I, I kept uh, anyway. That doesn't matter. But uh, wefixuglydesign.com. So you can tell just by the name of that, uh, Brian's got a sense of humor and then i got to make sure uh follow him on twitter and instagram and and uh facebook and all that stuff laughtechnw.com and uh, also they have an app isn't that cool uh so check out the app laughtechnw on android as well as apple so that's pretty exciting stuff if you want to get a hold of him yeah please do that yeah so um brian can you you know i just um uh, what 
I'm curious too, like if there are people out there, could you give just a, a you know, I just did a, a Facebook Live on, uh, on my three tips for to help people to be funnier. Uh, it was awful. I apologize, everybody. But uh, there's some good information if you can get past the technical difficulties. Um, but, uh, Brian, do you have a, a, just a couple of tips that you could share with people? If somebody's out there and they're like, God, I'd really like to get funnier, a couple of things that they might be able to do to get, get a little bit funnier. Well, I think um, one of the key things about becoming funnier is, for starters, practice. I know that mm-hmm. practice is like a dirty four-letter word, but it really <laughs> isn't. So anybody who wants to practice becoming funnier, understand that funny comes from within. We're all inspired from outside sources like videos and YouTubes and cats falling into fish tanks and things like that when it comes to we're inundated by all of those that outside noise. But humor really comes from within. The most successful people I've ever met draw from their past or from their inspirations. So we all have funny things that happened to us when we were growing up previous work experiences, kind of the do's and don'ts of like product sales, things along those lines. So, I mean, depending on the the specific application that someone is looking to develop a level of funny, if it's in the workplace, you know, take a look at the product or service that's being sold or offered. There's got to be something funny about it. Uh, Customer stories, customer experiences, the time that the top of that, the waffle maker just fell off right in the middle of a demonstration, whatever the case is, those things can be played up. They can be, they, they, you know, you, you can turn those zeros into heroes from the storyline perspective. Um, and then again, that's also where our techniques come into place because you don't have to be a joke dropper to be funny. Um, Jim, you've heard me say this be, before. One of the best things about my business partner, Marcel Allen, is she thinks she's not funny, but she's mm-hmm. amazingly funny. She occasionally can't tell a joke to save her life. But she is the funniest person I know because she's always trying. She's always sharing stories, doing facial gestures, vocal variety, and stuff like that Mm -hmm. gets people into the funny with her. So Mm -hmm. practice, uh, develop the techniques that work for you. Understand that you don't have to be funny in the moment. It can also be funny after the fact. It can take a while for things to sink in if you're going more of the story or the scene-building techniques. Um, And then pull from what you know. So I I think that would be the initial three tips I could throw your way. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, I Mm -hmm. I completely agree. You know, it's that that practice, you know, it's – if you throw out a joke and people don't laugh, that's okay. Move on. They'll, you know, failure is only mm-hmm. feedback. So just, just move on. Yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, failure is only feedback. Ooh, you yeah. should put that on a bumper sticker, maybe a shirt. Oh, uh, I took it from somebody else. It's like a, it's a, it's a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I was, as I said, that's I, great. I was, uh, uh, when I was when I when I was doing comedy, I remember a couple of buddies that I hung out with. We would just we would say to our, to each other and ourselves, you know, fail faster. The faster you fail the quicker you're going to succeed. So mm-hmm. um, keep, that, keep that in mind, folks. And really, that's just good advice for life. <laughs> yeah, we're all afraid, agreed. We're all afraid of failing, but really, that's how you learn, you know. I mean, could you even count how many times you fell down when you first started learning to walk? Probably not. Um, I'm, I'm still doing that, so. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I wanted to say, you know, something that you brought up, too, that I thought was really interesting, uh, and it was in the beginning, and I'm, I'm sorry to come back to it now, but it just it just reminded me, and I wanted to comment on it earlier, but uh, you said that people are, you know, like babies are, or people are innately funny, but they sort of lose it somewhere, and I wonder if it's the same thing as, like, with other, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say art forms, um, you know, like people... You know, I know I used to love to draw, and then all of a sudden I look around and go, oh, I'm terrible at this. And so I stopped mm-hmm. drawing. You know, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do that. And uh, without, without saying, well, maybe I need more training or I just need more practice or, or maybe that's just my style. Uh, and I wonder if it's sort of mm-hmm. the same thing. Any thoughts on that? Um, I think it's definitely the same thing. I mean, I sort of had the same epiphany a few weeks back, I mean, Jim, I was, I was watching my two kids, four and six, bless their hearts, play with, you know, four or five different types of action figures, right? So the first thing I think to myself is, isn't that great that my children believe in racial diversity because, or, you know, <laughs> equality, because the dragon is eating the My Little Pony while the G.I. Joe and Star Wars figures are off playing their own game of chess, and yet at the same time, no one's filming it. You know, so, I mean, I, I was watching that, but their level of innocence blew my mind because, of course, I still feel like the world's worst parent because I don't know what is going on. I just feed them and hope I can keep them alive, right? But (laughs) their level of creativity and and imagination, can you imagine getting behind their eyes as, of course, creepy as that sounds? But think of what they're visualizing as young children that are untainted by all the damage out there in society. They're seeing entire worlds. They're shooting grappling hooks up the side of imaginary buildings and G.I. Joe and the dragon are rocking it out, doing great things and saving My Little Pony because, as it turns out, the dragon wasn't hungry. And we lose that at some point. I used to play with Mm -hmm. those types of toys, and I'm looking at them play with with with, with, with those figures, and I'm thinking... That's a stupid-looking dragon. It's missing one arm, and, you know, it's got a wonky eye. And the G.I. Joe guy, he doesn't even have swivel arm grip. Where do we get that from? You know, so I'm just sitting here judging. I've lost something. I've lost that ability to just forget about everything and become truly one in the moment. And if we can find a way to get that back, and I know it sounds like a bold statement, but we're getting there with Laugh Chat. Mm -hmm. We're getting people to just say, okay, suspend all belief. I am a mushroom. (laughs) And they get up (laughs) on, you know, the stage during the mini and suddenly they are becoming a mushroom in front of us. They're forming their body. They're talking in a certain voice, which of course they always sound like Gollum. I don't know if you know that all mushrooms sound like (laughs) Schmeagle. And, you know, they're just suddenly becoming characters and kind of releasing that inner child. And it works. It's -hmm. crazy. That's awesome. You know, it's funny when my uh, when my boys were younger and uh, and they started playing with sticks. I was reminded of how much I loved playing with sticks, and I have no idea why, but it seems like uh, so many little boys, at least maybe girls too. I don't know because I'm I'm not one, but just I mean I mean a stick could be anything. It could be a sword, or a gun, or I mean just it's uh, it's incredible the, the you know the the imagination. That, uh, that we have yeah. when we're, we're kids and somehow it just sort of gets beaten out of us, I guess, or something. Yeah. Um, I think I think yeah. talented people like you and your fellow comedian base are, well, maybe a step above a six-year-old child, but you have <laughs> found a way to tap back into that inner comedic resource. And if everybody were to be able to do that from a learning to be 
funny and humorous because again, you're up to seven times more memorable if you use humor in a presentation or just a conversation, then wow. we're all going to go to great places. So, I mean, it just, it just takes practice and, and maybe a little bit of that suspending of all belief and, and or fear because mm-hmm. um, it's just incredible what you can accomplish when you're using humor as a tool. It, it, you feel better, you breathe better, you remember better, you learn better, you learn faster, you retain more, and frankly, you become more approachable as a person. What company, mm-hmm. business, and or entrepreneur wouldn't want that, right? Yeah, and you know, I, mean, I think I've definitely noticed that with uh, even family members that I have that are, you know, that are really, you know, kind of funny, have a good sense of humor, and the ones that are just sort of, uh, you know, they they just sort of boring, and, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's no fun to talk to them, but it's and it's a little scary too because you think they're angry all the time or something. So yeah, uh, I totally yeah. get that. Hey Brian, we got about a minute and a half left. Any any final thoughts? You know, I Jim, I honestly just want to thank you because again, you are paramount in the level of success that we've had so far with Laugh Tech as an organization. You were kind enough to give your time, uh, and thank God you didn't hypnotize anybody and make them dance like you did for me during your one charity event. But um, you know, you've always been a, such a big supporter of the cause. You know, my hands actually going fist, fist of cuffs in the air currently, um, and yeah. you've just been a great contributor. And you're kind and you're funny, and we love to laugh with you. And uh, I'm just really thankful for all that you're that you're doing as well. Thank you, Benny. You know, I feel the same way about you guys. I mean, really, I, I just I love what you guys are doing, and uh, I love the opportunity you gave me. And and uh, and really, it's just such a it's such a cool thing for just regular folks to learn how to be to be funnier. You know, um, you know, if you want to be a stand up comic, that you know, I, this might help you. This will definitely help you. But I mean, there are, there are probably better uh, avenues for that. But um, this is yes. fantastic. I, I want to say, uh, you know, thank. Thank you, Brian. Check out LaughTechNW.com. Uh, Check out my website, Jim Kellner, Hey, everybody, take care, be well, and hey, be awesome.